Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim, fill that out and that's it. I always like to start with something interesting and there's always new tech lingo being thrown around. Are you ready for it? Star bathing. What do you think that star bathing means? All right, taking a bath under the stars, kinda almost. HipCamp is this campsite booking platform and they say they are just seeing a surge in folks that are looking for campsites with clear skies. No city lights to ruin the view, just clear, deep black skies. Now, this star bathing, uh, it encourages you to look inward as you gaze up to the celestial bodies and to the skies. You know, I, I sometimes get nostalgic about all the great camping trips I used to go on with my mom, my dad, my brother, and my sisters. Then I just take a deep breath and I smile because I realize that that's all just past tense. <laughs> I Sometimes I just crack myself up, I swear. Hey, on that happy note, welcome to this. It's America's largest, most trusted source about all things digital. I'm Kim Commando, America's beloved digital goddess with you. And you're about to get more tech smarts because every single thing is now a tech thing. And if you're a new listener, welcome. And if you're a loyal listener, welcome back. And you can find my award-winning show on over 420 top radio stations across the United States. And if you're wondering where that would might be near you, is we have a station finder map over at commando.com. And you can also... Uh, find us as a podcast, as a webcast, 24-7, three months worth of archives over inside the Commando community. You can sign up right now over at commando.com. You get a free 30-day trial, and after that, you can save some money if you're over 55, you are a cop, a firefighter, a service personnel, or teacher. And again, you can sign up right now over at commando.com. And a special shout-out goes to all of our listeners on the American Forces Network Radio, serving more than 375,000 U.S. servicemen and women in the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, the Marine Corps, the Coast Guard, and the Space Force in 175 different countries. Love you guys and gals. And I'm sure you have at least a few questions I can lend a hand to, and that's why our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 5254 is the way to join us. I check out at least 30 different websites every single day to keep you informed about the top five must-know things in the tech industry. And coming in at number one is this totally bizarre story. You're not going to believe this. Get a load of this. An Arkansas woman had an interesting side hustle. Uh, She sold 20 boxes of stolen body parts to a man she met on Facebook. Hmm. Well, Candace Scott was a mortuary worker, and part of her job was to transport, cremate, and embalm donated remains to send over to the University of Arkansas Medical School for students to examine. Well, not all of them made it over there. Uh, From there, she took to Facebook to find a buyer. Didn't take long. She found Jeremy Lee Pauley, who lived in Pennsylvania. The first Facebook message she sent was this. Just out of curiosity... Would you know anyone in the market for a fully intact embalmed brain? He said, yeah, me. So apparently over the next nine months, she shipped probably a whole bunch of different body parts, uh, brains, hearts, lungs, skin, um, other things that we're just not going to talk about on a family-friendly show. You get my drift. And she sold these parts for $11,000. Now, luckily, the pair of... Nutcases were indicted. Talk about a dead giveaway. 
Uh, number two, is the password dying finally? Yes, thank you. I'm so tired of passwords, aren't you? I mean, how many times do we have to do a password reset every week? Well, Google says, yes, we are here with something that also Apple's been announcing and rolling out as well, pass keys. But Google announced you can get the pass key for all your accounts. So what are they? First of all, they have some serious advantages that you want to know about. So instead of this long, crazy passwords of numbers and symbols and hieroglyphics and gang signs, now you can just log in with your fingerprint, your face scan, scan or a screen lock pin. Uh, the biometrics are all doing the work. So you have to use your fingerprints, face prints. And Google says that all these are now stored locally on your device, so you don't have to worry about it. They're not uh, putting inside some big database. And Apple says the same thing, by the way. So in case you want to try it out, here's where you need to go. It's kind of a funky address, okay? It's the letter g.co, g.co slash passkeys. Once again, that's g.co slash passkeys. Or you can just go to google.com slash passkeys. All right, coming in at number three, oh my gosh, stop falling for these scams. Uh, big security researcher, Krebs Security, this past week found out that some 900,000 folks who wanted a job at the USPS had their data leaked. And this wasn't just some lost-in-the-mail application, it was a data heist. See, the USPS promises great pay, regular salary, increases health care and a pension, and you're sitting there like, that's Fabulous. You know what? I'm going to look so hot, so smoking hot in a USPS uniform. So you go ahead, you go to Google, you type in USPS employment, and then lo and behold, you see this page, people like delivering packages, everybody's happy, and it says you can make over $72,000 a year with great federal government benefits, but all you have to do is pay us for training, uh, postal exam prep, and coaching, and if you don't get a job offer within 30 days of the interview, we're going to give you your money back. It's all a big scam. Stop falling for it, okay? Uh, you always want to apply with the company directly. And by the way, the postal exam is 100% free. And if you want a job at the post office, guess where you need to go? USPS.gov careers. That's right. Uh, number four on our list of five things is a bit of a shocker. I'm talking about Gen Zers. As it turns out, this generation who has grown up on all kinds of technology is saying, we need to make the doom scrolling, the social media stop for some parts in our lives. And this is interesting to me because my son is a Gen Zer, and I noticed that he has the volume turned off on his phone and he doesn't get any notifications except for me because I'm his mom. Uh, no notifications from Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, or whatever else he may be using at that particular moment. Be real. And I asked him why, and he said, you know, Mom, because it started taking over my life. And so now what I do is I just check in on my social media two, three times a day. That's it. And so I feel like I can actually get things done. And he's not alone. And as it turns out, a lot of folks are taking it to the next level, getting rid of the smartphone. Uh, the CMO of Nokia said sales are growing across the board for flip phones. Yes, I did say that. The Wall Street Journal said one in the Wall Street Journal, one teen said that we were talking about how we felt like slaves to our phones, robots who scroll and scroll, even when we we're out at parties. They all went to Walmart and they all bought flip phones. And so what are they buying? The TCL Classic doesn't have any bells or whistles. The Nokia, that's right, the Nokia 2780. That phone's gonna last forever. That's right, my Gen Z or he just wants a phone. And I was thinking about I was gonna tell him a joke about social security, but then I Back and I realized he's probably not going to 
get it. Mm. And this coming in at number five, are you a next door meanie? Yes, I know a few people like that. You know, next door, you go onto the platform, you complain about your dogs, next door neighbor's dogs just barking or that, that woman who's going so fast through the neighborhood. Yeah, there was a post about that. I thought for sure. I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope they didn't catch me. And it wasn't me. I was thinking. Thank goodness. Well, the reason why I bring this up is AI now has a new feature called Assistant. That's right, Assistant. It's going to suggest you to be nicer. So let's say you put on next door, I can't stand my neighbor's dog. It barks all night, keeps me awake. Uh, my neighbors are just jerks. What should I do about it? Well, the Assistant is going to kick in and say, Hello, neighbor. I've been having trouble sleeping lately, and I was wondering if anyone has any advice to deal with a noisy but really beautiful dog in our great neighborhood. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of next door, my libertarian neighbor sold his entire collection of Star Trek memorabilia on eBay. And I was thinking, like, here, you know what? I thought he totally believed in free enterprise. <laughs> I know. I heard you laugh at that one, too. All right, coming up in just a few moments, I have a special interview that you definitely don't want to miss. And in our privacy tip, we have five ways to lower your energy bill this summer using technology. And we have all of your phone calls. And you have me, Kim Command. Hey, our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 5254 is the way to join us. And just a quick reminder, I love, love, love to hear from you. You can always drop me a note. I read every single one at commando.com. And in the upper right-hand corner, there's a link that says email Kim. Annie McGrath's life changed forever in 2018 when she lost her 13-year-old son, Griffin, to the dangerous pass-out challenge. It's one of those stupid social media challenges that we've talked about here on the show. And these challenges are really popularized by, uh, by these social media platforms and on these social media platforms like TikTok and Instagram and Snapchat and YouTube. Now, since then, Annie has taken it upon herself to protect other children from suffering the same fate as her son and, and also protecting these families. A quick YouTube search turns up about 36 million results for how to play the pass-out game. That was reported by Time Magazine recently. Hey, Annie, thank you so much for joining us. And I'm so deeply sorry for your loss. And I'm sure it's just been a complete nightmare since 2018. Oh, yeah. um, can you share with us a little bit about your son, Griffin? I mean, what kind of guy was he? He was an amazing kid. He was a popular um, wicked smart. He um, had just won third place in the National Science Bowl contest. He was a speed Rubik's Cuber. His best time was 8.7 seconds. He was a baseball player. He played the drums. You know, just uh, we were running around. He had two activities after school every night. We were running around till nine at night and on weekends. Just he was in so many extracurricular activities. He had perfect grades. He played the drums. He was starting a garage band with his friends. You know, he was. He was very busy. It can really happen to anyone. He was a happy, happy kid and, and just really loved life. He didn't mean to go anywhere. That's why these challenges are so horrible. They may be the smartest kids in the world and can get third place in the National Science Bowl, but they never really think that they might actually get hurt. They think they're invincible. You know, that's kids. Their prefrontal cortex isn't developed. Lately, it's the Benadryl challenge, the NyQuil yes. chicken night 
challenge, all dangerous. It's the same thing. Kids try and do these things thinking they're funny. Did you see it? Try it. And then they're getting hurt and they're dying. And the pass out challenge is all over the place. There's it's thousands of kids. What is the what's the response that you typically get from, say, a YouTube or Instagram or Snapchat or TikTok or when you report when you see these things? How do, do they just send you a canned note back and say, well, look into it? Or is there really some action? No, I am. Um, I every single day I go in, I search for videos of kids actively choking themselves. So actively choking and I report them. I've re- been reporting the same ones for four years, every single day. And they're not taking them down. I get a little thing saying if it violates our community standards, we'll take it down. And then it's up four years later. So they're not they're not even trying because I reported it thousands and thousands of times. Now there's no human looking at it to see. It's it's horrible. It's negligent, for sure. So you just spoke to the Senate because you're trying to help mm-hmm. online safety act for kids. Yeah. Um, talk a little bit about that. What exactly is it? The Kids Online Safety Act. Um, Senator Blumenthal and Blackburn just reintroduced it. And it's giving a duty of care that the technology companies have some duty of care. It's on their responsibility to take care of it. And they they also have to share their research. And then there's also independent auditors that will come in. The FTC will regulate it. There's a lot of really good things. And it makes it better for parents when you report things that it actually will be watched and see if they're being reported. It's a wonderful bill. These companies, they make so much money. You know, yeah. and, and I've I've heard the excuses time after time. We just can't watch everything. We can't control everything. We can't look at everything that, well, then, you know, you need to come up with a different business model, okay, because you're just going to have to figure this out because kids' lives are in danger. And, and they don't have the developmental resources yet to discern what's good and what's bad. And of course, you know, we always can encourage all the parents to talk to their kids and you can put up all kinds of parental controls. Uh, but the parental controls are those that, I mean, I don't know if you tried those with Griffin, but if kids want to get around them, they're just going to get around them. Yeah, well, we had parental controls. My husband used to do random checks on the phones. You know, we had all of that. But kids, yeah, they definitely can get around them and see what they want to see. And there really isn't any control. They're out there. And it's on YouTube everywhere. It's on TikTok everywhere. It's just they can find I can find 50 kids choking themselves right now within five minutes. It's horrible. Yeah. What advice do you have for, for parents that have... You mentioned eight-year-olds, which is so, gosh, that's such, they're such babies, such little, little tiny people. So say between, say eight and 16, 17, what, what advice would you have for parents? Well, I think just look at your kids' phones if you can, you know, just be on top of it and have the hard conversations of, like, we, we knew our kids. We caught them doing the cinnamon challenge. We saw the can of cinnamon on the counter. My daughter did the Kylie Jenner lip challenge. You know, we talked to them and said, don't do those, but we didn't know that there's some that are deadly. And it's like, if, if I had known, if all of us parents, there's, you know, the group we're in, there's, we're up to 13, 8, 1,385 that we know of. It's so many. It's like if we, if we had known, we all wish we had known. If we had known, 
we could have sat our kids down and say, now, wait a minute, I know the Tide Pod and stuff, but let's sit down and talk and this child died. Don't try that one. And just to really hope that you're like the, the, the little mosquito in their ear that reminds them, you know. But I think that's really smart advice. Uh, he's still with you and he's proud of you. And I am too. And if there's anything I can do to help you, I just want you to know I'm always here for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks for being here, Annie. Of course. Okay, the thing you have to always remember is that social media is not going to watch your child. And you need to have open and honest conversations about the risks of these online challenges. You want to monitor what they do. So what kind of tools can you be using? Of course, there's Apple Screen Time. And also Windows has a similar feature if they're on Xbox or on a Windows PC or laptop. But if you need some extra oomph, uh, Bark is a service that uses AI to monitor the kids' activities across all the apps and the platforms, and also alerts you to any potential risks like cyberbullying, self-harm, or sexual content. Because Studio is also a little bit different. Uh, they actually tell you if they're looking at disturbing content online. So just know that the tools are there and always have an open dialogue with all the kids in your family. We have more coming up here on Kim Commando Today. All right, it's time now to play the game that I like to call Commanding the Tech World Trivia. Notice that? Just a little play on Commando. That's right, Commanding the Tech World Trivia, because we've all seen how the world has changed because of tech. But do you really know the backstories, the insider secrets that make this digitally connected world just go round and round, like this? Windows XP, and I know there are some listeners right now saying, Kim, I love Windows XP. I'm never giving it up. Okay, it released uh, in what year? 2001, and then support was supposed to end in 2009, and then finally they just pulled the plug in 2014. But here's the trivia question. Uh, how many different major versions of Windows has Microsoft released? How many different versions? Drum roll, please. It's 10. That's right. Windows 1, 3.1, 95, XP, Vista, 7, 8, ooh, 8.1, 10, and 11. So when playing Commanding the Tech World Trivia, you need to really think outside of the box. And joining us this week as our very special guest contestant is Don in Augusta, Maine. Hello there, Don. Glad to have you with us. Hello, Kim. Well, thank you. It's great to be here. I love your show. Long-time listener. Well, appreciate that, Don. Now, let me tell you, there's a big prize if you can guess the trivia. It's the official Kim Commando Show fanny pack. Oof. Are you ready to play? Hey, ready. Yes, thank you. Okay, so we're, this one's about Apple Computer. And it was founded in 1976 by Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak. And they were actually friends who met when they were working at Atari. You remember Atari. It was that popular video game company, right? Right. Now, Wozniak was the engineer and the computer hobbyist, and he designed what he called the Apple One. And then Jobs saw potential in this design. He said, hey, you know what? We ought to start a company so we can sell these computers. So I'm going to give you four statements. And now, which of the following statements is true about Apple? Okay, Don, you got to pay close attention. Okay. Uh, a, A, they named the company Apple because it was Steve Jobs' favorite fruit. He just ate apples all the time. Uh, B, when they were working on the first Apple computer, Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak, they got into a fist fight over whose name should be first on the patent. Or C... Steve Jobs always wore turtlenecks because he had this nasty scar on his neck and he didn't want anybody to see it. 
Or is it D, Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak had a third partner who quit because he just said Apple Computer would never amount to anything. So which of these following statements are true? A, it, it was named Apple because it was Steve Jobs' favorite fruit. B, Jobs and Wozniak got into a fist fight. C, Steve Jobs wore turnips he had this nasty scar on his neck. Or D, there was a third partner who didn't believe in the company. Hmm. Uh, geez. Uh, how about the favorite fruit? The, you're going to go with A, or the favorite fruit. Apple was named because it was Steve Jobs' favorite fruit. Let's, let's go to the judges. Let's see what they say. Oh, that doesn't sound good. Oh, <clears throat> that did not sound good at all. This is a really interesting story. Um, the third partner, there was a third partner. He's got, his name was Ronald Wayne. Now, listen, get a load of this, Don. Wow. He sold, he sold his 10% stake in Apple for $800 in 1976, only 12 days after putting the partnership together. There are partners less than two weeks. And he's like, I'm out of here. I don't think this is going to amount to anything. It's a total waste of time, effort, and energy. Now, here's the kicker, Don. If he would have saved his 10% and went with the company, okay, uh, if he kept that, he would be worth around $200 billion today. Wow. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Don't you think he's kicking himself at all? I mean, really, seriously. I mean, now, when asked, when he asked if he had any regrets, he said, this was his quote, Don, he said, not really. It allows me to live a normal life. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, have fun with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go ahead. Go spend. Go ahead. Go try to find $200 billion in, in the couch. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> no, not, not, happen. My, not in my couch. <laughs> not at all. So, hey, listen. So I know you have a question for me. How can I lend a hand? Okay. So um, I'm a retired teacher and one of my hobbies, and, and I did it for a job for a little bit, on the side was videography and editing. So uh, I, I was putting all of my, I set up a YouTube channel originally in 2010 and um, I don't have access to it anymore. And I don't know exactly what happened. Uh, I can watch it, but I can't log on to it. And so I kind of gave up on it and I thought, Maybe it has something to do when Google bought out uh, YouTube years ago. And I'm not sure that's it, but now I've got another account, which I linked to the old account, so I can mm -hmm. keep looking at the videos. But I, I really would like to be able there. i got over 40 videos on there from highlights from weddings oh. and shows and different things that I've done, and I'd like to be able to. Sure, and you want to get your videos back. You want to get them, you know, have control over those videos, right? Exactly. Instead of just being a... A viewer, you want to get in there and say, hey, these bad boys are mine. Yeah, okay. Exactly. And so, you know, I wish I had a, a magical wand, Don, that I could just say, poof, Don gets all of your videos back. This is fabulous. But unfortunately, that's not the case. But I can tell you three things that you can try. Great, okay? great. Uh, no, number one is that you go to the YouTube sign-in page, and then there's always this pat, forget your password. And that's where they're going to reset the password to your email address or your phone number that is associated with that account. Okay. Now, if that doesn't work, then the YouTube account might be tied to your Google account. 
And then you can try to recover it through Google by using, they have something called the Google Account Recovery page. Uh, and three, and I know this is really a horrible, horrible thought, but you can try to contact YouTube support. I know they're going to ask you to provide information to confirm your identity, help you regain access to your account. But, you know, they keep these accounts locked down for a reason so that this way if you didn't, if you had a YouTube account and somebody was able to have access to it and just upload who knows what kind of videos that might be out there, that might be really detrimental for your, you and your brand. And so that's why they make you go through a whole bunch of hoops to get their accounts back. So you got three ways. Number one, hit that forget password feature. Two, uh, try to recover it through your Google account, and that's in the Google account recovery page. Or three, contact YouTube support uh, for any help. Now, if you strike out in all three places, Don, okay, we are not going to give up. So if you try all three and it doesn't work, uh, just shoot us an email back, and we'll see if there is something that we can do to maybe get that account back for you. And I'm sorry you didn't win the official Kim Commando Show fanny pack, but you're always a winner in our book because you got through, and we had a great conversation. All right, energy prices are high and they are going to get higher. But luckily, there is tech that you could be using to save some money on your energy bills. Let's start with smart thermostats. Yeah, they've been around for a long time. But if you're not using one, you're totally missing out because it will actually set the temperature for you based on when you're there. And you can even pair it with your smart home assistant so that as you're coming and going, the air conditioning is going on and off. Now, there's also smart sprinklers. Maybe, you thought, you know, maybe you've never thought about this, is that why have the sprinkler go off if it's been raining? Yes. So these smart sprinklers, they automatically know the weather conditions wherever you're located. And they also know the best time of day that it should be watering to get the most out of the season. Uh, here we want to look at Ratio 3. It creates these zones and these uh, schedules and that hyper-local weather. And they're about uh, $200. And you can install in about 30 minutes. Smart plugs, that's where you can set up your uh, set-top boxes, your gaming consoles, even your t older TVs. You can get a four of these smart plugs for less than $38. And they also work with Alexa and Google Home, so you control anything plugged into it hands-free, which is super smart. Uh, light bulbs, yes, not just LED bulbs. We're talking about smart bulbs. You can remote control them. You control them in an app. You can create timer schedules so the lights turn off when they're not needed. Say if you're watching TV or maybe you just turn off all the lights at maybe 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock at night. And finally, smart shades. I don't know if you ever thought about this, is that ULAC's motor shades, they have this remote control, and you can also connect them to Alexa and Google Home. So again, you can set schedules and let the shades come down during the day when you're not home so that this way, yes, that energy bill is lower. So for more information as well as direct links to all the products that I just mentioned, head over to commando.com, and when you're there, hit that link that says Kim's show. All right, still to come, ChatGPT. If you've been using it, there is a big privacy setting that they just unveiled that you need to know about it. I'm going to tell you more about that, and we have more of your phone calls here on Kim Commando today. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With 0 to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash ev9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Uh, Linda in Chicago, Illinois. 
Hi, Kim. Thank you for taking my call. My husband has listened to you forever, and I'm a relatively new fan, so I have a lot of catching up to do. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I'm traveling to Israel in June. It's a, a bucket list trip for me, and I'm not sure what type of adapter or converter I need for my iPhone. And I was also wondering if you had a recommendation on a portable phone charger for me. Oh, sure. Not a problem. All right. So here's here we're going to give you a quick lesson in adapters. And I know this is thrilling, thrilling, exciting information. Right, Linda? <laughs> this is like, you know, oh, yeah. you're, this is this is keeping you on the edge of your seat. You're like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know that this would be ever possible in my entire life. Right? I just don't want to fry my phone. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So there are different types of adapters. Okay. Uh, and I, this is a little piece of trivia for you. Okay. So, okay. so you have different, like there are different types. So you've got A is U.S., Canada, Mexico. Uh, L is Italy. M is South Africa. N is Brazil. Don't ask me why they do all these different ones that, I mean, like Brazil should be type B, I think, but that's just me. Okay. <laughs> So when you start looking at adapters online, there's one that I travel with, and it's one adapter, and you just move all these different levers per country, and it's really fabulous. And it has like a couple of USB ports, and so like if whether I'm in Germany, Italy, uh, France, England, Sweden, wherever I am, Switzerland, is that I can just use this one. It's like 15 bucks. Now, the problem is you're going to Israel. Guess what? Doesn't work there, okay? <laughs> because... Israel Israel has a different plug type. This is all you have to remember out of our plug type lesson here is that it's an H and it's a C. And so when you start looking online okay. for, for these adapters, just know you're going to need an H and a C and the voltage is 230. Okay. So, and this is different from plugs used elsewhere. So you need to find just one that will work with Israel. And we'll send you one. Uh, there's one on Amazon. It's like 15 bucks. And it also has a couple of okay. USB ports on it. So you can actually use it as a plug if you wanted to bring your curling iron. Uh, or you can just, and then you can also plug in your phone on the side. And so, um, but it, you know, works. It's the, the voltage is compatible and all that other great stuff. So now, did you think that you would get all this know-how in just a couple of minutes about adapters? Yeah. Come on, Linda. Come on. Well, I did my homework, but I need a trusted source. So that's why I wrote to you and called. <laughs> Thank you, Linda. See, now you can go back to your husband and say, now, let me tell you. You should just look at him and say, you know what? This is the deal. <laughs> okay. Okay. Who, if you know this answer, okay, then I will back, I will rub your back for 10 minutes. Now, okay. Now, if, if you don't know the answer, then you have to rub my feet for 30 minutes. That's what I would do. Uh, I like that. So, I, I would take that bet. Yes. Okay. So then just say, you know, what type of plug type is used in Israel? And, and, and if he says, he's not going to know. He's not going to know. Okay. He is definitely say, not going to know. Okay. So it's an H and a C. An H and C. So, I mean, so I, this is a guaranteed 30-minute foot rub, Linda. Just guaranteed right <laughs> off the bat. Okay. All right. And um, as far as a portable uh, charger, do you have a recommendation on that as well? Just, you know, on your iPhone... I'm going to be out hiking all yeah, day. Yes, so what you want to do is there are different chargers. You can do a portable charger. Just look for Ankin or Belkin. Uh, those are Anchor, rather, Anchor or Belkin. Okay. Uh, don't buy any cheap party one from, you know, China. Don't do that. And they also have charging cases, which I like. 
uh, because it's a it's a case that you're going to put on your phone, and then it when it needs it, you can charge your phone up to 110 percent. So that's my preference. Is if I'm you're going to be hiking around oh, and walking okay. around all day, so instead of yeah. instead of carrying yet one more thing, which who wants to carry one more thing when you're trying to look at all the wonderful sights of Israel, is that you just get yeah. get a charging case that has I mean get a case that's a charging case, and then by the way, what's nice about these charging cases if you have AirPods is that you can also charge your AirPods just by laying them down on the charging case as well. If you need some recommendations for them on Amazon, let me know. I'm happy to do a little shopping for you and, and tell you my best pick. And thank you for your call. And and remember, let me know about that 30-minute foot rub, right? Oh, one more thing about traveling internationally. If you have not gotten the MPC app for your phone, totally missing out, that's the Mobile Passport Control I have it on my phone whenever I travel internationally, and it's just amazing because what you can do is just bypass all the lines. You don't have to do those paper forms anymore or even use an APC kiosk. It's really wonderful. It's available on Apple and Google. Again, it's called Mobile Passport Control. Okay, whatever you put into ChatGPT is being collected to improve its artificial intelligence. Well, some good news OpenAI just dropped a new update that lets you keep your conversations private. So if you're using ChatGPT, just know that it's collecting all the information that you put in there. But if you don't want that to happen any longer, what you want to do is head to your settings and switch off chat history and train training. Once again, you want to switch off that option that says chat history and training. Uh, oh, it's going to remove, it's all going to be removed off OpenAI server in about 30 days. But you do have to opt out. Again, that's chat, history, and training. Hey, do me a solid. Tell three friends about the Kim Commando Show. And don't forget, 24-7, you can always find me at commando.com. This program is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.